and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm John. I'm Gonzo. <laughs> I'm Kathy. Uh, welcome to episode 10... Uh, 105? No. 106? No. 103? No. <laughs> oh my god, do I actually have to find this out? I've been gone for weeks. You guys are going to make me figure this shit out? Yes, that is y'all. I mean, that's like your one thing y'all have to do. Kathy, you have one job. Only one, one job. One job, Kathy. One job and one job only. Episode 104. There we go. Welcome I to episode right 104. Over at the counting of yes, you did skip it. That's what I was like, dang it, Kathy. <laughs> so, welcome to episode 104, um, which is uh, our second to last podcast for the year. Right? Yeah, and I won't be here next season. Sunday. What? Guys. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a Christmas uh, holiday celebration. Okay. Well, Christmas Kathy, is on a Wednesday. That does not affect the podcast. We'll just <laughs> affect this podcast. <laughs> so Kathy will not be here. Um, I'm a horrible person. Super horrible. Horrible. Uh, uh. I will be streaming on uh, the twenty fourth, though. Okay. I would love to watch. I, I might be able to watch you because I do the end of my shift from home. Well, that would be cool. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> just, just lamenting my fate a little bit. Didn't yeah. seem that bad until you actually think about it. Anyways, um, I'm John. <laughs> um, so let's go ahead. We want to thank all of our cool sponsors for so helping us out. Uh, Coast Creature Caster for being awesome, which we will give away two gift certificates to Creature Caster tonight. Um, but there is a caveat behind that. Whenever, if you win, you will need to contact me so I can find out where you live. Uh, so they can get you the gift certificates appropriately based on what it is. And I will message you the code or email it. Uh, so if you do win and you are friends with me on Facebook, just send me something on Facebook. If you aren't friends with me on Facebook, send it, make sure you send it on Twitch so I can get it to you. Um, we will give away a, we'll give away what, two $10 gift certificates tonight? Oh, ask me as we're here. Yeah. So we'll do that tonight. Um, we we'll also want to thank uh, Muse on Minis. For hosting and getting our podcast out there to reach everybody. Um, also, don't forget if you shop there to check out um, their store, and if you use the code More Than Dice, all the one word, all one word, you will get ten percent off your product. Um, and of course, Tectonic Crest Studios for doing some really cool stuff. If you haven't seen Dan, go check Dan out. I know he's making stuff for Marvel Crisis. Uh, it was his new thing that he was working on. And then uh, Mechanica Studios for doing our stuff, which um, he will be shipping our products. We will be selling our products. We'll most likely have to do an Etsy store to get some of that out to y'all. So kind of get ready for it. Um, So we want to thank them. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am starting off with some uh, Captain Morgan Apple Smash. I've already started off with them, actually. But uh, I thought you were I'll... saying Captain Morgul, and I was like, "That's a whole nother." Yeah, I was saying that. That's why I'm trying to stop <laughs> it. I'm uh, I, I'm already a couple shots in, as a matter of fact. 
And it I'll is the mortal drink. Antique, the mortal <laughs> drink. Uh, I'll follow it up with uh, Bark's root beer mixed with uh, Kraken. Kathy? What are, uh, John, what are you hugging tonight? Uh, a jet fire. I mean, I was jealous. My my little Ewok guy's a little too small to really cuddle with like that, so I'm going to yeah, cuddle with jet can, fire. you can't really wrap your arms around him too much. Not really. I guess I'll have to, like, quietly and, you know, small hug Pikachu. Oh, small hug. He cute. Pikachu. <laughs> Kathy, what are you drinking? I'm, uh, I'm having a little gin and tonic. Just a little gin and tonic or a lot of gin and a little Just tonic? Just a little. And some hot tea. And some hot tea. Mm-hmm. I am drinking another Ennis and Gun. Bourbon barrel porter, um, which means I'm going to have to go to the store probably tomorrow because I'm out of like scotch and bourbon, and that's no bueno for the days I'm going to be off. So Xander is spotting all the toys in the background. Sorry, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, do we have any salutes? No, I think you guys took care of them last week when I was gone. There was a ton. Yeah, I there was. I think a bunch of people died and I felt bad. And then uh, since I didn't actually know them personally, I just kind of forgot about it. Um, yeah. I do want to give, uh, since uh, Star Wars came out and stuff, um, another one to Carrie Fisher. Um, because that uh, that kind of pulled on the heartstrings watching that uh, episode, watching that movie uh, today. Um, so I mentioned, say Kenny Baker and um, oh god, Peter Mayhew. Yeah. So um, to them, cheers. Cheers. That's still pretty good. Hmm, well, let me get, let me go and switch over the paint cam. I'm gonna work on a few things, but I did want to show Kathy um, my picture I made. Ooh, John, you're like frames, kind of weird. Hmm. That's not nice. Open you up a little bit. Boom. Um, I did work on my Well of Orbos. Or not Well of Orbos. Uh, well, uh, Souls. For my Kings of War. And I got you the... Oh yeah, the Well of Souls. Got you that little bit of rock cork blown up for the lava. That's cool. I dig that. Yeah. It's got a chow Every star Every time you say Well of Souls, the music from the... Uh, the Well of Souls and Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's exactly where I was going with that too, Kathy. Yeah. But oh, I got that done. Math. Very dangerous. You should go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, and be painting this up sometime soon. Lamunas, so. hi. How's it going, guys? Um, so, sorry, I had to check that message from somebody um i am actually going to try to work on captain marvel today and get her painted up most of the way done today um and after i get her painted up i am probably while i'm waiting for stuff to dry because we're still i'm still using the contrast paints on all my marvel characters and i should have primed black panther because he would go in like two seconds um john is holding up his captain marvel yeah what's going on my captain marvel because Mine has the base colors on her, though. You think they need to brighten them up a little bit. They're all very not comic booky. What's funny is that I stopped the camera from, excuse me, auto-focusing, and now it's back on auto-focusing. Let me fix that. Uh, so, I'm going to work on Captain Marvel. 
which kind of is annoying. Oh. I have a bear in his emo. I do too, he's over there. And he's primed and everything. Mine's not, I'm only priming him as I start painting him. So I'll get Doc Ock out next, because he's another bit large base. And put him uh, in for the queue next. Yeah, on the side. The car is the one I'm most worried about. Like I said, the metallic's not coming out super clean. I don't know if it really matters for terrain that is going to just sit there and look vaguely yeah. pretty and blow up. Oh, it's you could always fine. throw some rust on it. No, but it's supposed to be my car. My car has no rust. Oh, your car is steel? My car is silver, yeah. Oh, okay. But, like, this is as close as I can really do. It's got really dark rims, too. I actually brighten them up a little bit. And same with the grill. I just didn't paint my license plate number in there because I'm not stupid. <laughs> also, I'm not painting that small. Alright, I got a little bit better. So, we're well, you know, sorry, I was gonna say, you know, the camera always does weird things too, white and yeah. light yes. colors. So, um, where's my red? Contrast, yeah, yeah. So, I'm gonna be right. using the first. It's deeper. Yeah. Uh, doing the contrast Blood Angels red because the picture is red and blue, and I think I'm going to use uh, the Talisar blue on her because it's a lighter blue, and it should stand out a little bit more. The only thing I'm going to say is you're probably going to need to go away from just contrast to do her uh, her little bits of uh, yellow slash goldy bits. Yeah. They're not going to work in contrast. No, far. yeah, pretty much what it is is I've been doing... I use the contrasts on the primary colors, and then if I need to pick out detail, I use regular paint. Uh, I'll definitely be using uh, the yellow for her hair because it's just been really cool. And then for her skin tone, I will probably be using... Where'd it go? Um, uh, that skeleton horde because it actually makes a really good skin tone. I'm probably going to use Dark Oath Flesh over what I've already put on. Because, again, mine's already base coat. I need to do some touch-ups, then lighten up the blue in a bit and all that stuff. I've been going slow. I actually spent more time painting the damn dumpsters and uh, car. <laughs> than so, and since, we're t since I'm going to be painting, and we're talking about painting and critiquing, uh, because one of the things that um, came up is, you know, because the new Star Wars movie came out, and there are a lot of people that are talking about it and giving, you know, a lot of criticism type stuff on it. Um, and it reminded me that, you know, there's a, there's, there's, there's a proper way. I won't say right, but there's a proper way to critique and a proper way to, you know, talk about things and keeping certain things out of it. Like keeping, oh, I don't like this person, so I'm going to give them a bad rating or I don't like this or that, you know. And do that, and it's kind of a, it, it gets to be a gray area that people do that. And I was going to do it definitely with painting miniatures because that's what we can do. Because we, you know, when you go to a competition, you expect to get graded, and when you expect to get graded, you want constructive criticism on it, um, but you don't want to be. You don't want Gordon Ramsay judging your paint. There you go. Probably the best way to do it. The best way to say it. Um, you know, stuff like this chicken's so raw, a skilled veterinarian can resuscitate it. 
Um, so that was just something I, I thought about because I was like, this is this is kind of interesting the way um, with the movie and everything that came out that I was like, mm, I think I want to talk about this. Um, so, Kathy, you, I'm sure, have, you know, you've done quite a few painting competitions and, you know, had your stuff judged and everything. What are some... Let's talk about some no's first before we talk about some yeses <laughs> for people that are, you know, trying to get into painting competitions and stuff. I've had a critique. Uh, telling somebody that they should uh, should just give up painting because they have no talent is, is not a helpful critique. As you Correct. might imagine. Anything Correct. that is not encouraging someone to continue with the hobby that they feel passionate about is bad. Well, here's the one. Instead of saying, and no one would ever say that, you know, you have no painting talent, you need to give up, is I think maybe you're trying things that are above your skill level. Maybe you should work on mastering your basics and then advance to the next level of, uh, you know, techniques. And then give examples on the piece you're talking about. Exactly. You need to give somebody an example. You can't just say... Well, this doesn't look right to me. Exactly. You, you have to tell them what it is about it that doesn't look right to you. You have to sit there and look at it and figure it out in your head. Think. Think before you tell somebody you don't like what they're doing. Hey, Dave's mini art. It, hey, Dave's. It's funny, Kathy, because I actually have to do that at work because I have to critique people's, uh, my people's phone and email interactions with clients and customers. And it's a lot of that. Like, you get an email, and I'm like, I feel like this was worded poorly. Here's how I would have worded it. You need to give them an example of exactly what part and exactly what feels wrong about it. <laughs> Correct. So you're doing it wrong is not... It's a good start. But you follow up with how they're doing it wrong and how they can fix it, in your opinion. Or you don't even say that it's wrong. You might say, uh, here's how I would have done it. You know, and you can take that, you know, you can take it or leave it, but this is what I would have done. Mm -hmm. And here's why I would have done it this way. Yeah, try it this way. That's a good one, Dave. Um, and it's really hard to do because I find a lot of gamers are very blunt, and we don't mean it the harsh way we say it. We mean, you know, a different way. It's hard to flowery up what you're saying to, especially if it's someone's like vaguely a friend or someone you are acquaintance you interact with a lot, you might be used to them just being able to take it, thick skin, but it gets really weird when it comes to something they may be insecure about already, like painting. Especially when they're trying stuff out and trying to do things that are outside of their wheelhouse. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Welcome. Make it a conscious, conscious it effort takes, not to use the Xbox as much. It takes time mm -hmm. to look at something and evaluate it and think about why it is that you're feeling a certain way about it. Why do you like it? Mm -hmm. Why do you not like it? Just saying, oh, I really like that is is just as non-constructive, although it's an ego boost. It's, 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 it's a little more helpful than I hated it because it tells you that there's something about you like you're just trying to put your finger on it. There's yeah. models that seem that it might be the color scheme, might be just, you know, something I, I like it. I don't know 
can't always quantify why I like it, but I like Dave, something about it. Dave's Midi Art says the hardest thing to teach a new painter is that the first few coats will look like crap. Yeah, there is always an ugly face to your painting. And if you're posting work in progress pictures and people, and I've had this happen to me where maybe somebody doesn't realize it's a work in progress picture. And they start giving me advice about, oh, you know, if you tweak this thing, and I'll just be like, yeah, well, I'm not done with it. So, yeah, there is, a, there is a lot of other stuff that I'm planning to do. That's a good idea. I actually find the best thing for a new painter to show them that there will be shitty work in progress picks for everyone is to show them a blog of someone who does works in progresses and let them see how even this great painter goes through all those steps where it just looks terrible. Because it does. Until you get to the, those final steps, there's a point where it all starts to come together. And that was my hardest part when I'm painting a long time ago, is I always felt like my stuff looked like shit. And my friends always be like, no, no, you've got the basics down. It'll it'll all come together when you get there. And it's really hard to take it to heart if you're insecure about your painting at all. But when you do, you realize that there's a step where it just all starts to come together. And it'll look better. Yeah, especially... Well, Ines says uh, the hardest thing to teach new painters is to take your time and enjoy the process. Yes. I think um, somebody at one point uh, posted something of a comic book artist, uh, like what they did, at, you know, at an early age and then what they're doing now. And I'm like, that's something that's, that I think is really cool to show people, especially people that are new. Because, I mean, let's, let's be honest. James is an amazing painter, but it didn't just happen overnight. And he came out of the home painting models, don't you? <laughs> it's only his he, name. He may not have been painting models until I moved in with him, but he has been painting pretty much his entire life. Yeah, but I, I mean, it's since, not like since it just happened. he was a happened. kid. See, out of the womb, I told you. Out of the womb. <laughs> Practically, yeah. Uh, and, and good to remember is also some people just have better talent, so don't let that worry you. You need to worry about your own and get their criticism and ideas about it because and you don't just go to one person. You need to go to multiple people whose opinions, I mean, I hate to say this bluntly, that you care about. Yeah. Like there's a ton good. of people in the world, they say my stuff looks like shit. I don't even care what they just said. They use words, I don't care. Now, if they offer me constructive criticism, I'm going to listen to it. But you want those people who, who know what you're trying to do, understand, if you will, your skill level and what you're looking for in anything, and can help you get there. Yeah, like, what your intention is is definitely yeah. part of it. And when you post on a, when you post on a, uh, like a Facebook group, where there's all different levels of painters, there's bound to be some people who assume that you're trying to maybe do something that's you More know you really are. stretching towards like golden demon kind of thing or competition painting when really all you're trying to do is get your stuff three color minimum out on the tabletop maybe throw a couple washes on it for some shading well, I mean, example I could do some touch-ups on the base real quick and I could put this on the table it's three color minimum it's fine the average person should not be upset by having a model that's got all the paints in the right place and is fully painted. There's nothing wrong with that. It all matters what your goal is. And that's important to communicate when you're trying to get people to um, look at your paint jobs. Uh, my buddy, the Jason, 
He's one of the better painters in our group, and he always goes, okay, what paint are you looking for? How are you trying to get this? And he will give you the criticism based off the level you're trying to get, mm-hmm. which is important because you don't want, like, if I'm not trying to be gold demon painter. I will never paint a model as good as Kathy does because that's just not what I'm looking for. I hope that one day maybe get one that's close, but that's not my goal right now. My goal is to paint them to a solid quality, get them on the tabletop, and they look fine and have painted forces. So you telling me, like, oh, well, you could do this non-metallic metal and this and this, and that's not helping me. That is the opposite of helping me. That is, which usually, okay, you did this on your metal. You should do this instead. Same, similar type of idea. Like, oh, you started with the really dark metal. You washed it, and then you did the light metal. Maybe to do tones in there and build it up a little more, add a medium layer of highlight or something. Yeah, or I see you... I see you washed your metal and now it's, you know, not shiny anymore. It doesn't have that that, that, that pop. Yeah. And uh, you know, hey, maybe use a glossy. Like like you were talking about earlier, using that, that like glossy null oil instead of regular null oil so that that oh, yeah. metallic I, paint keeps that sheen. When I seal him, I want to get a glossy paint for him himself because he's almost all metallic. I want it to be keep that sort of shine and stuff. And he's not like masterwork by such, but I feel like he's perfectly fine tabletop level. That's what I aim for. So yeah, mm-hmm. so it's not enough to just say, "Well, I don't like it." Yeah. You know, and just make somebody feel bad, or I think your your blending is rubbish. You know, well, why don't you just tell him, take a couple seconds and think about why you feel that way. Yeah, you know what you Maybe can do. Explain that, and and then. And then explain, yeah, what you could do, what the person could do to, to improve. Yeah, yeah you know, give them, give them some constructive. I mean, constructive criticism is important because it helps them. You can say, "Chess, welcome, Plaid." You can say, <laughs> "I don't like this model," but you need to immediately follow it up with why you don't like it, and what you think they could do to make it better in your eyes. And that may not be important to them, but at least you give them something they can work with. Like, you could say, okay, John, I don't like your Ultron because I feel like the yellow on the base is way too, way detracting from the model. It draws your eyes down. You need to do something to brighten up the model itself to bring the eyes back up. That is constructive criticism. Yes. Dave's mini art makes a good point. He says, but people always say tabletop level, but everyone's tabletop is different. And that is so true. Like, my tabletop level is very different from John's tabletop level or Gonzo's tabletop, tabletop level. Tabletop level is a great barometer. We can Someone can say tabletop level, and I know immediately what range of model I should be looking for. You know, I'm not looking for the best ever. If he put three colors on it, it's fully covered and everything, that's tabletop. I can judge that as what he's trying to get to. That is uh, that is a, a level you can, uh, you can look at. And, yes, I might be a little more harsh with Kathy's tabletop than I am with, you know, some little kid at the hobby stores, but I've got kids come in with all pastel colored models. I'm like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I like this. I think you could do better if you like you do fill out here. You got a couple spots you miss and all that. Fill out those spots, it'll look a lot better. That's constructive. That tells them something to get for. But I know what they're shooting for. You know, that's why my buddy Jason always says, "What level are you shooting for?" He yeah. can judge tabletop on different people. I mean, we're all going to be different, you know. And sometimes you need to hear that 
maybe you need to hear some of that stuff that Kathy would be told for tabletop. Like, well, maybe, John, you need to level up this part. This is a little duller than I think you wanted. You need to make that a little better. You need to hear stuff a little above your level sometimes. Otherwise, you're going to stagnate and you're not going to improve. If you're wanting to improve. If you're just, that's another thing. Some people aren't looking to do anything but just tabletop quality. So, but that doesn't mean their tabletop quality can't get a little better. Correct. We should also still try to make sure we push them towards something a little above. We need to give something a little aspirational. Not like, yeah. oh, you need to do this non-metallic metal or object light source or, you know, these three levels, seven levels of shading. But give I them something feel like next level. There's, there's no time, really, where I would tell somebody they're doing something wrong. Yeah, that's like not, ever. I would never say you're doing something wrong. That is akin to saying someone's opinion is wrong. And spoiler, I was going to say this later, no one's opinion ever is ever wrong. <laughs> it may be based on factually incorrect information, but their opinion is not wrong. It is a personal thing. Love and And I'm going to go home. And then you know what? I I'm have home. friends who feel exactly the opposite way, and that's fine, you know? But I, I would like, hate for them to say that I'm doing it wrong because I, I prefer non-metallic metals. But I would never tell them they're doing it wrong because they like uh, to paint with metallic paints. No, the only time I would do it, tell them to do it wrong, I would not ever say they're wrong. I'm like, oh, well, so your paint's a little thick. I think you would look better if you thinned your paints more and did more small coats, more light coats. That is the right way. To, phrasing is important as... A customer service manager, you can phrase things in different ways, and it will change the way customers react to you. Oh, yeah. And also, if you don't feel like you want to take the time to pussyfoot around, and you feel like you're just sugarcoating the truth, maybe just keep your mouth shut. You know, my mom said, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all. I ignore that mostly, but sometimes you need to. <laughs> Because it's true. If you have nothing nice to say about it, stop and go, am I actually succeeding in anything? You can say something not nice and still get across something for them to approve upon. You know, like, I mean, it's hard. It's really hard. But like, okay, hey, John, your rocks are all pretty much a standard dull color. You could make that look a lot better, you know. You know, you, it, it's hard to say, like, you, you use the wrong color on your rocks. I know you were looking to make this color. You did it wrong. You can say that, but you need to follow up immediately with, you know, you should use this color or look into this color instead. It's okay to say that stuff in a specific instance, but you better be ready to back that shit up with help. That's sort of the point. You can't just say, no. Like It's like an even game. Let's say go into terms of game playing. Oh, you played the wrong card. Well, tell them what the right card was. You know, when you're sitting there a third party looking, we had a lot of watch machines back in the day. And we would sit there after action and be like, I feel like you did this wrong, and then tell them what you would have done instead. Yeah, just, just because this also goes, I, I wanted to bring that up, because um, there are people that are like, you know, when you're playing a game, and you're like, why did you do that? That's the reason why I did that. Well, I think if, if you would have done this, it would have had this type of impact on the game. Not, you did that, that was stupid of you to do that. You should have done this, idiot. And I'm like, there's, it's the same thing goes, you know, like with a painting. You know, it, bring it out where it's going to help them and not to be a douche about it. 
Because we got hey, enough douchey just, stuff. Yeah, maybe just don't talk if you can't if you don't feel like you want to take the time to uh, to make somebody feel good about what they're doing instead of ripping them a new one. I feel like if you're going to give criticism of something, you should start by making sure you're following Wheaton's law, which is don't be a dick. Yeah. If you're going to open your mouth and you think it's going to sound like you're a dick, don't. I do it on Twitter all the time. I'm like, I want to comment on this. All right, everything I've come up with real quick makes me sound like an ass. I am going to eject and, <laughs> and, and, and do something else. Oh, I've had those things where I've, I've typed out a whole paragraph and then just deleted it. Or looked at it again and went, oh, crap, I need to reword this part right here. Mm-hmm. I have a rule of thumb with my with my, my CSPs at work. That's customer service professionals for those of you at home. Um, if you have to rewrite an email more than twice, stop, put it aside, and come back to it later. Because if you had to rewrite it twice to send it out, you are not in the right frame of mind to answer that email. You need to think about it more and come back later. Or let someone else take care of it. Or let someone look at it for you, too. Because that's something, you know, I was like... I tell it to the other managers in my group. I'm like, if you can't... If this is, if you have to rewrite the entire email more than twice, stop. Like, someone was doing that in the email to Amazon. I'm like, you've just rewrote that for the fourth time. You need to stop. Come back later. (laughs) Trust me. Because it happens a lot. But uh, you know it's 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 hard. You, you need to make sure you're you're valuing what they've done. Like, let's say for example, the color concept you got is flesh. I think that's a little bit of a weird color. I probably would have gone with a little more yep different flesh color. But I mean, he's looking at it. It's a test attempt. We're here live with him. We're not telling him anything he's not seeing. Yeah, and we don't know that he's not going to just let it dry and do something else to it afterwards. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was definitely... When I put it on there, I was like, ooh, this is a little dark. This is looking more like leather and less like flesh. I don't know. I kind of like it from here. I actually feel like it would be good over a coat of flesh. Yeah, I'm going to... Ah, yeah, like a light... Uh, like a light peachy what? sort of color. Like an old pallid flesh type of color. Yeah, I'm going to yeah, let it sit yeah. for a little bit and let it dry up a bit and see if it can get something better out of it. But yeah, I, I put it on there. I was like, mm, that's a little dark. What color is that? That was that skeleton horde, uh, which is actually done really good for flesh color, but for for that it just not doing good. That's what I did um, for the arms of uh, crossbones, and it turned out really well, but it did not work for her. But I'll tone it. His arms have a lot more definition, I feel, than her face. Correct. And her 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 definition and her things are really really tiny, and so it pulls really really bad. Yeah, so I mean, that, but that's important to note. I mean, that's the kind of question. Like, okay, I did this for this flesh. I don't think it's working out right. What would you suggest? It's also part of asking the question. As someone who's asking a question, to someone else, you need to ask the right questions and phrase it right. It sounds like you're maybe vomiting too much information at somebody. Like, okay, I'm trying to give, let's say, I'm trying to give my Captain Marvel Middle Eastern sort of flesh tone because that's what I want. That's cool. You know, that's what I want to do. And, you know, I primed white, blah, 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 tabletop quality. You tell them all this information, they can help you because now they have all the details to tell you what you need to hear. Yeah. Honestly, dealing with asking someone, if you're asking for someone for criticism, giving them all information is like giving a tech support individual 
all the information to help them fix your problem. It's it's the same thing, and we often tend not to ask. We make wild assumptions, and assumptions, all they do is make an ass out of you in front of me. So, no. Assumptions are terrible. That's what happens when you assume. It's you need to ask. You need to ask too when you're doing criticism. And also, I know we're all in a very sharing culture now, but don't always volunteer criticism. Sometimes you ask, like, "Hey, Gonzo, uh, do you want some criticism on that hair?" If he says no, I'm done. Okay, cool. Yes. If he says yes, then you say your criticism. That's important. Because sometimes friends will be like, yeah, I know it's not ready. It's not done. Just wait till it's done. Then I'll ask. Oh, cool. No worries, man. That's important part of a criticism. You know, you can walk up to me and go, because I'm wearing a Redskins jacket. Hey, John, those Redskins are terrible. You do this. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I not ask you for your input on this. I do not wish to strike a conversation about said topic. It's On the, the other thing. hand, if somebody said, hey, Kathy, those White Sox are really shit this year, I would have to agree, even though I'm a fan. <laughs> because that's a true statement right there. True. but doesn't mean necessarily want to have that discussion. <laughs> you know, you, you as, as an adult, you feel that out. And the same thing with, uh, with the conversation about criticism, about models and stuff. You start off with the feeler questions. You know, like for White Sox, like, oh, Kathy, I see you're wearing a White Sox jersey. What did you think of that last game? And if you don't respond, then obviously you don't wish to talk about it, and I shelve it. <laughs> yes. It's part of being an adult, people. I hate being an adult. Don't get me wrong. Hate it. But you got to do it. Because some people don't want criticism. Like, I'm actually interested to see what that blue looks like when it dries. It looks a little light, but it might end up looking awesome. Yeah, this one, I, I like the color of the blue. I do. I'm just, Yeah, so hopefully it's going to dry out pretty decent. That's one thing I've learned about the contrast paints is, you know, even though you want to, you know, you kind of goop it on is the best way to describe it to get that pooling look. You got to make sure you don't goop it enough and make sure you push it around when it's nice and wet. Oh, Otherwise, huh. you'll get... Games Workshop and Duncan promised me one thick coat. Those were the words. Yeah, well... Let's be honest with ourselves. Duncan does not lie. I'm oh, sorry. I'm being silly. Almost like I've been drinking. Almost. Spoiler. I have. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so you have to feel all those questions. I have to decide. And in games, so you have to find out if the person wants that input. You know, the after-action game report, I love. You know, it's a great way to talk. But you have to feel out the opponent. Like, after the game of Marvel Crisis Protocol I played, my opponent was salty because I had been a little harsh on the dice early because I rolled some shit, shit rolls and was not vocal about saying it. And I shut up sort of halfway through because my dice had turned around and his dice had sort of turned mediocre or worse. But it was obvious to me afterwards he did not wish to talk about the game and what we did in the game, so I shelved it because sometimes they don't want to hear it. Maybe he doesn't want to hear constructive criticism about, hey, you just sort of threw Hulk up there to die, so I killed him. <laughs> that may not be what he wants to hear. You know, on the other hand, though, I was playing Game of Malifaux, I remember fairly vividly, against a newer young lady at the uh, store way back when, and I gave her some tips. I'm like, I really thought it was great the way you just shoved your master and all this stuff right up the center of the board. It was, you took the initiative, you were making me react to what you were doing, and then you just stopped because you were slightly ahead on points. Why'd you do that? If you kept the pressure on, you could have done this. You know, that's a different thing. 
and you need to say it sort of favorably. Like, yeah, I mean, you just fucked up the end of that game. You totally shit the bed there. What were you doing? <laughs> That's not going to get the right reaction for a conversation. No, it yeah. may be true, but there's a nicer way to say everything. You know, it's like you need to tell them what you think they did right. I mean, I've had games where I've been like, all right, John, what do you think right, did you do right with that game? Nothing. Not a damn thing. And that happens sometimes, but you you need to, you need to know a way to talk about it properly. And with games, it's hard to divorce dice or cards or whatever your randomizer of choice is for the game out of it. But you need to. Yeah, because there is that element of strategy, and you do make these choices that will affect how many dice you're rolling or yep. the condition in which you're rolling them. Or whether or not the dice even matter. There are games where... So, um, I, the last 40k game I played against, I was playing my knights, my opponent literally fell for a refused flank, where literally I spread out a bunch of board, but I had stuff on one side that was fast enough to relocate to the center, so he deployed stuff over there that was not as fast and didn't catch on quick enough, and suddenly he's like, oh, crap, you moved away from that, and now you're able to pick me apart because I have stuff out of position. You know, that's the kind of thing you could talk about in a game. You know, like, okay, what was your thoughts? Why did you keep your stuff there? Why didn't you move into turn earlier? You know, you can talk about stuff like that. You need to have constructive points, not just, oh, hey, you fucked up, suck it. You know, or what were you thinking? Like, there's, you need to be more specific. You need to ask specific questions. You know, there's a thing in customer service and sales where there are two types of questions, open and closed questions. If you want a conversation, you ask an open question. Like, oh, Kathy, I see you use that bright pink on that model. Why, why'd you do that? That's an open question. It invites a conversation. Otherwise, like, weird choice, pink. You know, that's the close conversation. You're not really asking for any input or anything. You're just telling her, like, you use pink. That's weird. It might, you might choose to make it a conversation, but it's not as good of a conversation point. That reminds me of being uh, at the bunker painting. And I'm painting a Balrog, and I started out by priming it white mm -hmm. and then painting the whole thing Bad Moon Yellow. And for people who remember the old Games Workshop colors, you know Bad Moon Yellow is this really light and really bright yellow color. It's almost like a Reaper Clear uh, yellow. And this kid comes up to me, I don't know, he's like 14 or whatever. He's like, that's not what Balrogs look like. Oh, oh kid. Oh. <laughs> Just you wait, kid. Could have said I'm beaten in plaid. <laughs> or you could have done like what he did with all of his space wolf terminators. They were all yellow, and then he painted black dots on them all, like Swiss cheese, because they were cheesy. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, he's the only guy I ever know to actually model the old space wolf terminators with cyclone missile launchers and lightning claws, because that was cheesy. <laughs> kind of bullshit, but he leaned into it pretty well. But that's the kind of guy you don't like. go like, well, you know, why did you paint yellow? That's not a constructive criticism sort of moment, if you will, to keep and, it on topic. Um, I mean, I, I'm happy to say, well, here's why I decided to choose that. Exactly. And bore them to tears with my reasoning. <laughs> and you can do that, and that sort of thing. You should be like, so, in that example, the kid's saying that, and he's 14. I'm not really going to hold it against him too much. Right, yet. right. 
that's not the right way to go. Like, the crook would be like, I'm interested in why you chose to paint that yellow, Kathy. Uh-huh. What is your thinking behind this? I would be happy, yeah, to, thinking? I'd be it's, happy it's, to tell you that if, if, if it were approached that way. As yeah. it was, I was like, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's important to know. If you, if you start it off as a conversation piece, you will get better. Um, last Thursday, I was playing against Carl, who runs our Transformers events and is a fairly good player. And he was playing one of his decks, and I'm like, you know, I think, uh, since this deck has gotten a card banned already, because it's very effective, and he almost went off third turn and won the game, which is a problem, I'm like, I think this card is going to get banned. He's like, oh, I don't think that's the engine. Well, I'll tell you what, Carl, let's talk about that. Without this card, you can't do this. So, you know, we had a big, long conversation about what, if this card is broken, if this card isn't broken... How do you fix this? Because, you know, they don't, they want to keep that alternate win condition in the game, but they don't want it to become super easy. So, you have a conversation about it. You don't say, that's busted, they need to fix it. That doesn't help anyone. You go, okay, Carl, I think this card is why it's busted. He goes, no, I think this card is why it's busted. I'm like, I'll tell you what, why don't you conceptually think of the deck both ways and tell me what you find out? We can play test it and see if you're right or not. Suddenly, we've had to construct a conversation about a divisive topic, i.e. something that could be overpowered and bannable. And, you know, we, we've had it like adults and gotten something constructive with it. I mean, it's doable. It just takes some work to make sure you're doing it the right way. Oh, yeah, I'm waiting for someone to go, Plaid Widow? What the hell, Kathy? Yeah, like... Don't you know that she's supposed to be in black clothes? Wait, what? <laughs> this is a comic book character? <laughs> There's a backstory behind all this? There's a reason why she's called Black Widow? I thought it was because she, like, killed, you know, certain things and, you know, blah, blah, blah. She, she, she married her people and then murdered with? them? Right. Tartan Widow. Tartan Widow. <laughs> or or if, if you're from the Netherlands, Block Widow. Block Widow. Which is the best one ever, really. I don't think any of my Netherlands buddies are in the chat tonight. It's kind of late there. It is super late. There's just like 2, 3, what, 4 o'clock? 4, 3, 4 a.m.? Should they just be waking up now, damn it? Uh, not quite. <laughs> Not quite, but it is late. It is late, yeah. Remember, yeah, because Mount John Day's Nevendar was from that area, and he would show up occasionally, but not since he uh, has graduated to a full normal job. And you know, I applaud normal job because it means you don't have, to have stupid hours. And you never know; someday he'll come back to the hobby. They oh, always come back. He's in the hobby. He wasn't able to get the cast because I mean, he's in that area, and that makes it difficult. Yeah, but yeah, when it's when it's five o'clock, when I stop my my weekday stream uh that's if if there's any of my netherland people who are still awake i'm amazed i'm like dude that's gotta be like why, 11 or midnight why are you so it's like midnight yeah why are you still awake i appreciate it but I mean, you should be sleeping I mean, hell, you. just to make him a self-conscious it was banion's birthday this weekend and apparently he was out till 7 a.m happy birthday banion happy late birthday banion So yeah, it was that's the thing that happens. But um, I think we've exhausted the constructive person. Unless someone else got something to add. 
No, so I think it's also the, a good thing to bring up that during games also there's a there's a proper way to do that too. Uh, and in fact, honestly, the best way to do that during a game is to ask them if they want criticism during the game, and if not, walk the fuck away. Yeah. Because it could be a learning game for them, or it could be they just want to roll dice. Or they could just be having a bad day, they're in a bad mental space, so talking about the game might just make them want to punch things. Yeah, it seems like, man, your dice are shit tonight. So, That's not a good idea. So, Just walk away instead. Be respectful. Yeah. Be respectful. Find out if they want to. What was it that? What was it that brought this topic to mind, Gonzo? Oh, um, what we're going to finish out the last bit before the movie, the media section with, with. Exactly. Yeah, because the reason why I was okay, so. I've been you know very careful about not getting myself spoiled on reviews on um, the new Star Wars movie. And people have been posting their opinions without, you know, uh, uh, spoiler reviews on it. Um, and they're like, that just fucking sucks. And, you know, da 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 And it's like, they just didn't do it. And it was a lot of negative, harsh criticism. And I'm like, it's not like they were giving good criticism. They were just being douches. Yeah. And I was I like... Oh, I'm upset that this vague thing happened. And they'd be like, no, you're stupid. Yeah. It was terrible because all of this. Or it was great and you're stupid because the movie you love sucked. And, and it just kind of brought it up. And I was like, and especially since we have new games coming out. Uh, it's a new year. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Some things are going to be coming up. I was like, you know what? That's oh. not, not a bad thing to talk about. Um Let's Let's keep it in gaming, Gonzo. There was a thread in one of the Marvel Crisis Protocols groups. I'm in two of them, I think. And where he's like, first off, he started off with, can we be safe from the CID overlords here? Which means I immediately knew where he was going with this shit. Mm -hmm. And he was upset that you can punch people if they're on top of a building and you're at the bottom of a building, you can still punch them. Yes. Even though this building's like height, Whatever, it doesn't matter. Correct. Height 5, 17. It literally doesn't matter. And he just could not get around that and was so upset that apparently other group that I think he may have been a part of that, you know, the people from Autonomous Gamings were shutting down his thread because it is not, he was not being constructive about that. He was just piss moaning and whining about it, rule he doesn't like. Yeah. There's a difference between, okay, so I, I know what you're talking about. You can stand on a, top, a size 5 building and your opponent can be on the ground floor and they can punch you. Mm -hmm. It's part of the rules. It's for simplicity. Um, yep. But he could have said, you know, uh, why don't we do something or why, why don't y'all think about, hey, you have to be on the same height as someone or one height lower than someone. So if you're on ground floor, you can punch someone at, you know, ground 2 or height 2. But instead, he was just going, this is fucking stupid, you know, and just, you know, yeah, being and, a douche. And, and in addition, and first off, let me say, I do actually like the way that blue's coming out a lot better than I thought it was. It yeah, that was the perfect contrast. Blue that blue is legit for that. Yeah, it, it has turned out pretty good. Yeah. Anyways, touches he, he even went on to basically shit on War Machine during the thing and you know it's like one of those things like this is not constructive you're not actually getting anywhere everyone's basically just discounting you because you're being an ass correct you're not even succeeding in your main your main goal of people on your side because you're being an ass about it 
you know. And the right way to say it is like, wow, I find, you know, that the ability to punch someone on a much higher elevation level than you're at to be very unrealistic, and it sort of detaches me from the game. Hey, hey so sorry. Sorry. What's up, dude? That, that's the right way to say that kind of thing. Correct. But he's not saying he was just being, and you're not going to get anywhere. No, uh, of course not. Thing, we have the same thing in the Transformers groups. Uh, some of the Energon editions, which is their big collector's edition, came out, and some of the cards were damaged. People were just like, oh, my cards were damaged. Watch is horrible, and they hate us, and they're terrible, and they're stupid. Or the new, they have some foil battle cards, and they're like, oh, they're too thick. You can tell them in your deck every time, and now they're mocked cards, and this is horrible. Which my response is, shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh. Oh, is what he meant to say. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and John locked up. <laughs> that's like the perfect freeze moment. Yeah, right it there. is. <laughs> oh, if you're going to have technical difficulties, that's like the perfect That's like perfect time for that to happen. <laughs> nice. Where'd you go? That was, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> it's a family stream. Yeah, it's super a family stream. We're very uh, family friendly. We like our families. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I think I'm going to do Baron Zemo's pants because uh, it's contrast black Templar, and that's so easy to do and so good. Um, but yeah, John is right. If you're not going to give me, it, it, it goes back to my work. My boss always tells me, "Hey, if you don't like something." Or how something's being done, that's fine. If you're going to bring it to me, bring it to me, but bring me a solution also. Don't just come up and go, this fucking sucks, and then walk away. Why is it Why is it wrong, or why do you think it's wrong, and what can you do to improve it? Um, and that's something you can do with pretty much anything, because, I mean, that's what's going to happen. Um, Dad's got a filthy mouth. <laughs> But, I mean, that's that's kind of what happened with all of the, the, the Star Wars things I've been seeing, is people are just being douchey about comments. And I'm like, okay, if you didn't like it, don't tell me you didn't like it because douchey McDouchey, you know, it's just stupid, it's dumb, you know, blah, blah, blah. Give me something. Give me a reason why, not just because. That's not going to get you anywhere. It's not going to do anything. When people do that, this is to cry for help. Yeah. And I assume I I dropped off in the middle of my f bombs. Yes, you did drop off in the middle. It was did. a perfect it was awesome. time. It was a it was perfect timing, really. It was it was <laughs> great timing. I rent. I stopped. And said I don't have any internet. It was comedy gold, right there. Yeah, it, it was great. I'm right, here to abuse. Tilted Viking says I saw Star Wars today and loved it. Excellent. I'm glad to hear. We're gonna have. That's Oh, when when it gets to criticism with a movie, it's okay to criticize a movie, but at some point you have to let people love things you don't love. It's okay. Um, yeah. What's that one? There, there's a and it's not a meme. It's just a picture and stuff. And it's like, if you're one of those people that shits on people's stuff, especially when they're excited about it, and you shit on them and make them feel bad that they like something or whatever, you just need to shut the fuck up. Yep. Um, and. There it doesn't people, make you sound intelligent at all. No. It makes you a terrible human being, as a matter of fact. It makes me want to punch you. Like, seriously. And that's that's rare. I don't want to punch too many people. If you want to get my just, little club. Just, There's a lot of people know, who if, just 
stuff means something to. Like, I have people who says, like, I'm heartbroken by the end of The Rise of Skywalker. And that's fair. You have a lot emotionally invested in these characters. And I, I'm sorry that you did not, the ending did not live up to what you wanted it to be. I hope eventually you come to terms with it, but I'm not going to make fun of you for it. I'm not going to make fun that you're sick to the stomach because you're invested in these things. People people get invested in these characters, you know? It's It means that the art, it means they're doing it right. And don't make fun of them for that. I had someone just sort of laugh like, this is pathetic. And I wanted to, if I could punch someone to the internet, that once per day, that was my once per day. As soon as I saw that guy, I'm like, I want to punch that guy with the internet. It's not pathetic that they feel so much and this is making them, this is upsetting them. They wanted something more from it and they didn't get what they wanted. And it's okay that they didn't get what they wanted, but it's okay for them to feel that way too. Don't lessen what they feel. It means the art is working means they reach these people deep in their soul, which is what art is supposed to do. And no matter what you say, movies are art. All movies are art. Even superhero movies. Even Atlantic Rim? No, that's not... I mean, it's art, but it's fucking terrible art. <laughs> There's someone out there who loves that shit, and may God have mercy in their soul. I'm glad they love it, but don't watch it with me. I ain't fucking watching that. To be fair, he did already watch it, so, you know, that's just an assessment. So, but that's my opinion on that. You you, you don't cheapen what people are feeling. I mean, I actually, I almost feel bad for myself sometimes when people are watching a movie and they're feeling more than I am. I'm like, is there something wrong with me? I mean, the answer is yes, there's something wrong with me, but (laughs) what's wrong with me, you know? There are movies I watch, like, people love, some people love Infinity War way more than they love Endgame. And I get no feels from the end of Infinity War. There is nothing. nothing wrong with not not having as much feel as other people do. Is not you know not feeling the emotions of other people there? Yeah, but it it's it makes you wonder. Is there something wrong with me? You know? No, because I'm is, that way too. And I'll watch a movie with my friend Jen, and she is super emotive and super emotional and like high energy and and and. Every Star Wars movie we've seen together, she's bawling her eyes out and everything. And I'm like, I mean, I feel bad, but... But yeah, I mean, sometimes you just don't... It doesn't hit you in the right spot. Some movies hit your right spot. Some movies you just ball at, regardless. Some you don't. Since I watched it recently with my mom, and we're doing this in a couple minutes, I watched Captain Marvel with my mom in the beginning, where it's, instead of the standard Marvel credit logo flashing through you with all of Stanley's cameos... That fucking still gets me. Oh, yeah. Right here. Yep. Yep. Well, let's go ahead and switch over to the media section. I'm going to continue. i got to do a little bit rest on Doc Ock and uh, Skull uh, Crossbones, but let's go to our media section real quick. This is the time in the podcast where we talk about uh, movies, TV shows, books we've read, um, music that we've discovered. It's almost like I've been off for three weeks. It's the media section. Wait, uh, media section. I've been off for three weeks. I thought you were only off for like two. Three. So what did you guys watch? I, I haven't seen anything. I, I watched more of that. I'm wrong. I watched more of that High Seas show, that Spanish show, mm-hmm. and it was so slow. Mm-hmm. It was so slow. 
it just it started out interesting to me, but then by I think uh, we did finish the first season. I'm like, I I won't make you watch the second season. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to see the termination of the first season, you know. I could go to seven. I could keep up to seven things. Um, I have. Let me check my uh, text messages because I texted myself everything. And I have one. You know, forgetting things like that, deciding getting old. I forgot who told me that. Four. I have four things to talk about, but one of them is our combined with you, and we'll do that as our final one, John. Wow, I have more things in Gonzo. Write this day down, people. Well, you've been gone for quite a while, so. Uh... I actually didn't watch anything that first week. I was so glad when you canceled. I was like, I don't even have a movie to talk about. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I was so sick. That was oh, bad. That was bad, um, bad. So I guess I'll start off. This is hot. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. And we'll save our last one for last. Uh, no, I, so see, that's, see I, I know what you're going for, but it's it's one, two, more than two. That's the gully dwarf counting. It's more than two. <laughs> Definitely more than two. Um, I watched Captain Marvel uh, with my mom last weekend. Yeah, and she finally got to see it because uh, she didn't manage to make it up here in time to see it in the theater. Um, so I bought it on Blu-ray so she could watch it because that's what I do. Don't tell her I bought it just for her to see it on Blu-ray because I got Disney Plus. I don't actually need to buy it on Blu-ray, but. I bought it totally so she could see it. Uh, she loved it, which was good. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, it's a little weird because her TV's a little far away and a little dark, so I want to watch it again on a, well, closer TV that's not as dark and see, because on that kind of TV, some of the action scenes are a little weird because they're very dark. Um, I still think it's great. Uh, maybe not quite as good as I thought it was originally. Uh, it's a you know, step back. I actually upgraded from uh, 0.5 space herpes to a full space herpes. Um, it's still got some little nitpicks here and there, but nothing major. It's still a great movie. One of the best. Uh, uh, still probably second best origin movie after Captain America because I love Captain America. Um, but uh, I did love it, and she did love it. So that's, I mean, mission accomplished. Mom loved the movie. <laughs> mission accomplished. Hey. Do uh, you want to go with something else, or I'm going to go with something else? Uh, you know what I really want to do before we do anything else? I want to talk about a trailer. Is it the Birds of Play trailer? Because I don't feel like vomiting in my mouth again. No, it's to... uh, the new Wonder Woman trailer. Wonder Sorry. Woman 1984. Okay, I can talk constructively about that. Yeah. Um, so that uh, we had that. Uh, one of the, uh, Let's see. A few of the trailers. We had the new Jumanji, uh, Bad Boys for Life, and Wonder Woman 1984, which I'd already seen the trailer for it. Um, so I was wondering if I was going to get a different trailer or not and didn't, which is okay. Um, but you know, I'm hoping the movie is good. I really, I am. I want the one woman to succeed. I just not sure about this movie. Um, You're not sure about that trailer? Well, <coughs> that trailer. Fuck. And yes. Um, I, I'm excited about it. I'm, I'm worried about the story. Um, time frame, cool. I got, I got no problem with it. Bringing the character back from the dead is what I'm worried about. That I'm, I'm kind of concerned. That be part of the story. I think it's. I think I have an idea where it fits in the story, and I'm fine with it. I hope so. That I just, that's just a concern for me. Um, everything they showed the trailer looked cool. Action looked cool. Uh, I was kind of. I didn't know that Wonder Woman could. Uh, lasso lightning bolts and swing from it like Spider-Man. 
That's awesome. It's <laughs> so awesome. She hasn't learned to fly. She doesn't realize she can fly yet. Yeah. So that is super awesome. Uh, yeah, I, just, I have no problem with that at all. <laughs> I was just like. Oh, like Labuness says, isn't her father Hades? Nope. Or something. Nope. Zeus. 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 Um, so I just kind of so totally makes sense even more. Exactly. Yeah. Last one. It's awesome. I like that. Is a visual I never didn't even occur to me. That is so awesome. Yeah, I just I didn't know. So I was like, trailers, Lamanas. I like, seldom watch trailers, but then I seldom go out to see movies. I wait till they're on Netflix, and even then, I end up. One of the trailers uh, came out. I know there's another trailer. Oh, <laughs> I mean, if we're gonna talk trailers real quick, I'm actually excited to see Top Gun. Two. Mm. There's a Top Gun two. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm excited to see that. I know I do. Tom in movies. He's a movie star. Okay. He sells it every time. But I was I, I I'm just I'm hoping it does good. Don't get me wrong. I really want it to because I Wonder Woman was great. Um, I'm just kind of iffy on the plot of bringing a character back from the dead. Is, is Birds of Prey? Because that trailer is. Not good. I haven't Does seen the trailer for Birds of Prey. <laughs> no, no, no Romulans at all. Kathy, no, mm. no Klingons oh, either. There's no Trek in it at all. It's actually Harley Quinn and Black Canary and Huntress. Um, and I'm actually uh, a fair fan of the comic series of Birds of Prey, which has nothing to do with Harley Quinn. But I understand they're trying to make it the Gotham Girl sort of idea be be Birds of Prey. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't look good. It looks terrible. Like, it looks as bad as everyone says Suicide Squad is. And we all know I'm actually a bigger fan of Suicide Squad than most. But you know what's fun? The new Harley Quinn cartoon. That looks way better than this movie by, like, Lisa. I I saw the first two episodes laughed my ass off. Which is good. We need that. Um... Let's see, what are we talking about next? The Christmas movie time? Should we talk Christmas movies? Christmas sure, movie? sure. I've watched two Christmas movies since I last was on the podcast. And those First are. one, Die Hard. No. It's fucking awesome. I watched the making yeah. of Die Hard. The movies that made us. Oh. There's a, I think I've told you about there's a show called The, the Toys That Made Us. And it talks about the toys and how they became. Well, they decided to do it on movies also. And Die Hard was one of the movies they did. And they talk how Die Hard was almost starring um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. But they they turned the role down because they thought the character wasn't manly enough. Or, or Frank Sinatra because it's yep. technically a sequel to a movie he did. Yes, and it was supposed to be. And they, they, but Frank Frank Sinatra was too old for that role. Yeah, because well, because the book, the first book in the series is The Detective, which Frank Sinatra did way back when. Yep. And this ah. is the second book. I'm actually think it is that one of those Hollywood all the right things fell together to make what is probably one of the best action movies ever. No, no, probably it is one of the best action movies ever. Yeah, because they do say that it was contract. Contract they they had to offer it to Sinatra no matter what. I mean, they knew he wasn't going to take it yeah. at that point. But they I mean, the, what, what more can you say about this movie? I mean, Bruce Willis at the height of his game. Um, Alan Rickman coming out like this is the first movie I saw Alan Rickman, and he was fucking awesome in it. Yeah, all the supporting players do a good job. 
there are very few flaws in this movie, and so few that I can overlook every single one of them. <laughs> um, it is zero space herpes. Shock of shocks. Um, go see it. If you haven't seen it, I saw it in the theater last year because it was the anniversary. Um, in fact, it was my number. I think it was my number one movie of the year last year because I saw it in the theater. <laughs> Uh, but that's that. I saw that because I mean it's a Christmas movie. You got to see it. There's three Christmas movies I try to see every year. That's one of them. Gonzo, What's your next one? Are we next one? Um, yeah, I... I can do the next one. Okay. Die Hard Two. Die Harder. <laughs> <laughs> um. So it you know it's it's still Die Hard, but this time it's in Dulles Airport. Dulles Airport. Ignore all the Pacific Bell and all that shit that shows that it's not taking place in Dulles at all. That's all minors. People complain about that. I'm like, that doesn't bother me at all. It's a solid story. It has. It is very much better than anyone gives it credit for. People shit on that a lot, and it is not a bad movie at all. It's not as good as the first Die Hard, but we're talking about one of the best action movies ever made. It's not as good as that. I mean, shock... It still has a great supporting cast. I love how it's still basically the John McClane show, but he gets help from anyone and everyone along the way. He's just so charismatic and nice. Everyone wants to help him, from you know, you know, you know, travel agents and, and you know people at the uh, the desks of you know flights, uh, you know, uh, the 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 flight desks and all those people want to help him. Everyone wants to help him, and it's very cool to see him. And he actually fails in this movie a bit, you know. The scene where he failed and Ellis died and Die Hard is not as hard of a thing because Ellis was a dick and was trying to play the bad guys and got played in return. No one feels really bad about that. In this movie, though, he tries to save an entire flight from exploding on the runway and he fails and it hurts him. And that's a good, that's an interesting scene to have in a movie. The hero just completely, abjectly fail in the middle. It hits his rock bottom. But it's still an enjoyable movie. It's not nearly as good as the first one, but it has good action, solid plot. A couple of the plot beats are weird because they're obviously there just to try and make the story go along. Like, why are you at the airport several hours before your wife's plane's supposed to land? You could put a line like how our takeoff was delayed a while because of this. And he's like, it's not worth driving back to your, your, you know, your in-laws in my in-laws in Virginia. That line changes the entire outlook of the movie. But as it stands, why are you there and parked that early? But there's a lot of things that Rennie Harlan put in just to sort of keep the plot moving. And I'll give it a pass, because sometimes you've got to put things that don't make perfect sense in to keep the plot moving. Because honestly, in the theater, you're not going to notice those things. You won't notice them until later. But still a solid movie. Um, I'd give it, uh, let's say, one and a half space herpes. It's still a great action movie. Better than quite a few out there, and it gets a bad rap. I suggest giving it a rewatch when you get a chance. All right, Gonzo, you can talk now. Um, I'm gonna go with I finished up The Expanse. Um, the entire season. Obviously, uh, you have nothing to do with your life because I haven't even started. <laughs> oh, I haven't started it these, yet. These two either. weeks is a bad week to try and watch anything like that. We'll yeah. probably won't yeah. be till first week of first week of January before I start that. Us too. Yeah. Um. So I finished it because I was almost through whenever we uh, we talked last time, and I finished it up, and I liked it. 
Um, I, Kathy, Kathy and I were talking about that since it's now on Amazon, they get away with a, a little bit more. Uh, a little bit more nudity, a little bit more yeah, they sex. Can put boobies in it now. <coughs> you know, different stuff like that. They they're able to do a little bit more than what. Hey, big Jim Slade. Um, and so they get uh, a bunch of different things going on. Um, the story, uh, not bad. Um, it's now kind of gotten into a Stargate type feel type thing, uh, because as you know, the gates opened up and all these worlds have opened up. And everything's going, and they can go pretty much all these different worlds. Um, the political intrigue is still there, uh, a little bit less though. Um, but it makes it for another world, correct? Um, but there is still some. There is plenty of combat, plenty of space stuff. Uh, their budget for special effects definitely went up. You could tell um, on what they were doing. Um, Story was good. Characters were great, as usual. Um, very small, minor nitpicks to the series. Uh, a, a few were slow in a couple of spots, but nothing that was bad. I mean, I'm really pushing that it's a one space RP um, out of the overall grand scheme, because it was actually really good. I didn't feel bored the entire time. Didn't feel, you know, like I, you know, had to pause it and wait and come back or anything. It was it was good. It kept me going through the whole thing. I thoroughly enjoyed the, the new season. Can't wait for the, what, season five, I guess is what it is. Uh, hopefully it's going to get renewed again because it, it's got a thumbs up from me. I'll watch another season of it. Uh, I enjoy realistic science fiction, so um, hopefully we'll get some more out of it. I'm sure we will. That, and here's one where uh, someone on Twitter did that sort of thing we were talking about in the main topic. He says, I don't really like the expanse since Amazon took over. And the author's even like, well, they really didn't do anything except give us the money. Yeah. What? And like, there's a million things. I'm like, hey, what didn't you like? People trying to give this guy a chance, and he won't say what he didn't like. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. If you're going to say you're not going to like something, tell me a reason why. Yeah. Don't hate it because you just want to be hating something because uh yeah. then you're just being a douche it's easy to fall on the other side and try and be contrarian but uh interesting i'm waiting to see it like i said probably not to the first full week of uh of january because it's really hard with my weird schedule on the holiday to start a new series yep. because i finished up the last series i was watching do you guys remember what that was Mm-mm. agents of shield season one. Oh, that's right oh that's right yeah. yeah i may have had a couple days where i watched more than one episode and did sort of get through it in fact the last night the friday night that i finished i sort of did those i did sort of three episodes in one night or something because it was <laughs> on I'm like, fuck it let's finish it the funny thing is that i even watched the mandalorian too so that was a hell of a night <sighs> but i enjoyed it i thought uh i mean obviously i saw it before but watching it all in a short term makes it seem less like there were filler episodes honestly the only filler episodes feel like the early ones where they were like, oh, we just got to wait until Winter Soldier comes out. Our whole plot revolves around Winter Soldier. We need that to come out. Let's get some stuff in. And they try and fit that stuff back in later, which is cool. But, you know, it did feel like some of those were filler. But, again, you had to because of what there was. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think I enjoyed it much more not having to wait so much between it. Uh, it does make me lament a little bit about later seasons and all because some of the characters aren't there anymore. I really liked, like, Trip. I like Trip a lot. I wish he would have made it through more, but is what it is. 
Uh, I gave it, uh, I'm going to give it one and a half space herpes. It's not quite that one space herpes super great series. There's some things here or there that are a little weird. But uh, I do very much enjoy it. Um, I finished and watched all eight episodes of The Witcher. <laughs> of course you did. Oh, of course I did. Uh, as I already know, The Witcher is based off of a book that then became a video game and, you know, had some rough starts to it and then became a really fucking great video game. And um, been dying to see this because uh, was it Henry Cavill, uh, or how do you pronounce his name? Superman. Um is playing uh, the Witcher, and um, I was like, "Yeah, I think you can do it." Um, and so I started watching it. Um, very much in love with it. It was a very good series. Uh, there are a few nitpicks. There are a few things that I was like, "What? This is okay." Um, being this Netflix, it is very violent, very gory, uh, like the Witcher should be. Uh, it does have quite a few, you know, nudity, sex scenes in it. Very much like The Witcher. So it's not something I wasn't expecting um, type thing. Um, especially if you've played any of the video games or even read any of the books. Um, very good fantasy series. Um, the sword fights in it are very good and very fun to watch. Uh, the action scenes are really good. Uh, the story... This is one of my nitpicks. Um, they fluctuate past and present a lot and so it's kind of hard to tell you have to do a lot of context clues to make sure where you're at within the story oh uh, i'm terrible at that um but for the most part it it was it was good um after you got the hang of it you're like okay now i can see yep yep okay okay wait a minute and then you're like okay now it's going um but special effects wise pretty good except for a couple of things uh, that kind of had me off like there was this fawn creature or goat creature that was in it and the head on the creature was much bigger than the body and it just looked really weird and like very, a Funko Pop uh, sort, of, <laughs> sort of like a Funko Pop and it looked real rubbery um, type thing and it just kind of threw me off I was watching I was like what uh, that's, that's not right um, they could have done much better. It's uh, little things like that that hit your uncanny valley and make you just make it take you out of something. Correct. So that's fact. Yeah, I mean, it, like I said, it wasn't bad. It was just kind of like what, uh, and it just threw it out. Um, special effects. Like special effects were good. A um, lot of good fight scenes, and 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 the choreography on the fights were really really cool. I really really liked it a lot. Um, had a ton of fun with that. Um, can't wait to see more of it. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be a season two, no matter what. Um, definitely worth the watch. Uh, if you want to see some good fight scenes, you know, just if you're, if you've got kids, make sure they're not in there when you're watching it. Cause there's quite a bit of boobage and, uh, sex scenes in it, which is very common for Witcher stuff. Boobage. Boobage. That's a good term. Um, but I highly recommend it. Um, Half a space RP, if anything, just for the simple fact that, you know, they're just, there were kind of saying a couple of things that kind of pulled me out. Like, I was like, oh, this episode kind of feels like a, you know, ugh, okay. But overall, I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. I'll, I'll definitely recommend oh. it. Uh, someone did say, and I'm going to, I'm going to have to have a stern talking to her, is that she said it was better than a Mandalorian. 
And I'm like, mm, no. Oh, I saw <clears throat> that. I'm yeah. like, Yeji, we're going to have to have a talk. <laughs> Nothing beats Baby Yoda. I mean, uh, <laughs> we had this discussion earlier. Maybe Pikachu. He's pretty fucking cute. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but um, it, it was actually it was actually really good. Um, uh, go watch it. Put it on your queue. Watch it. I don't think I'll watch it. I don't really have a horse in that race. I agree with Dave's mini art. The goat thing really didn't need to be in the show. It just felt out of place, and the the look of the goat it was just what. Fair enough. Sometimes it happens. Though. Yeah. Sometimes something felt like it needs to be in like there. It's a nitpick thing. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you gave it you know half a space for it, but you can't yeah. be that bad. No. Yeah. Um. Well, let me quickly talk about. I had finished the Transformers uh, Robots in Disguise, or at least everything they have on Kindle Unlimited, which is one of their comic series, which is the one based on Cybertron. It's a little more serious. So I've read everything they have on Kindle for the Transformers More Than Meets the Eye comic series, which is very much the opposite. While it has some serious stuff, it is a lot more of, you know, funny with serious comedy. It's more of that Marvel Ragnarok uh, sort of uh, style. Mm -hmm. Well, there's some serious business, but there's some funny in it. And I definitely recommend both of them. If you have Kindle Unlimited... Or just want to pick up some good graphic novels and you like Transformers. They're both very good. Uh, they do a good job of explaining enough so that if you haven't read the series up to that point, which I hadn't, you can understand what's going on. And they have some very good stories told in there. Very interesting stories. Uh, a couple times I found myself engrossed enough that like on a weekend I was just flipping through and reading a bunch of it. Um, they're not too expensive on Amazon. But again, also if you have Amazon Prime, they're on Kindle Limited, which is not terribly expensive. Uh, might be worth a look, see if you're interested. And they also go in to have the next series just started, which is called Lost Light, which is follows the more than eats the eye crew, which is Rodimus and all of his dudes who left Cybertron to go on a quest. Uh, they've lost their ship, and this is them going after their ship. And again, there is a big jump between the end of the series they have on Kindle for more than meets the eye to Lost Light, even though it's a continuation. There's a bunch in the middle there. I'm like. Uh, why is Megatron there, and why is he wearing an Autobot symbol and not killing everyone? <laughs> they do a solid job of explaining that, but I would really like to eventually see it all, but you have to get a separate subscription to an Amazon service called Comixology to watch the rest, and I'm not fucking doing that. Yeah, I'm already paying you guys $10 a month. I'm not paying you another $10 a month. That's fair. Fuck off. I will go with gaps in my knowledge and just try and enjoy what I see there, but I am enjoying it, and they're all pretty good. Uh, I give them... Uh, I would give Robots in the Sky as the more serious one, sort of one space herpy, because it is a little harsh at points, and some of the characters get fucked up. And then uh, Robots in the Sky, I give sort of like half a space herpy at all for that, because it is, the comedy really breaks up the series as well. It handles characters. I actually really like what they do with Ultra Magnus in the series. It actually makes him an interesting character, not just a stodgy, stodgy guy. Uh, Rodimus is exactly what you'd expect from someone who used to be named Hot Rod. It's great. Um, and, uh, yeah, I very much enjoy them. So check them out if you've got Kindle Unlimited. Um, my next one, before we get into our good Star Wars review, is Six Underground. A uh, new Netflix movie, about two and a half hours long, uh, starring Ryan Reynolds uh, as the That's main actor. About two hours and ten minutes too long, from what I've heard. <laughs> um... <laughs> And it's 
It is definitely a Michael Bay movie. Oh, it is. Oh, it is 100% all Michael Bay. Uh, you can feel it. Now, start of the movie off, okay, Ryan Reynolds, you know, let's just say Ryan Reynolds is good at this. Uh, he's got his good one-liners or some good jokes. He actually quotes a lot of movies in this. It's kind of his thing in the movie. He does quotes from, you know, different people and everything, and it's, and it's it works. Um, so nothing wrong with that. Uh, the first, like, 20 minutes of the car chase scene or whatever that goes on, fucking amazing. Exactly. I haven't... All you say. Uh, I have not seen a car chase scene like this in fucking forever. Uh, it has been... Because you can tell it's not green screened. It's not like CGI. It's done on the streets. And one of the thoughts was very interesting about it is whenever someone hits a car or whatever, the there's still people inside that car. And you can see the... you know They've got dummies, of course, in there. Um, and like the dummies are flying out of the car. Um, they're hitting people on mopeds and... You're not just seeing like someone dodge out of the way and they get off their moped no time. No, they're getting hit by the car and the car's hitting people. Um, it's 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 pretty damn good. Is it uh, trying to be death race? No, it's just that's what happens. It's just they're they're definitely when they're when they're racing through uh, the streets. There's just some people that just didn't give a fuck and just were hitting people and they, they weren't shying away from people getting hit. Uh, so the first like twenty minutes is super fucking good. Um, to to get a kind of an understanding, you have to watch that to find out what the story is. And pretty much what it is is Ryan Reynolds is a billionaire, faked his death, and is now hiring people from around the world to take out high evil targets uh, and stuff. Um, and so he hires these people out to get rid of super evil people in the world. Um, and so you get to finding out the backstory of people. And it kind of goes downhill from there. Hmm. You kind of don't care about their backstory. It's they're kind of bland. They're kind of boring. You don't care for the characters. There's some good lines, but pretty much it was just like, yeah, yeah, uh huh, yeah, yeah, uh huh. It, and it's hard for a movie on such a high because then if you don't follow up, yeah, you get that low. Um, every action scene that goes on is really good. Of course, it's all Michael Bay, so it's, you know, all uh, tons of explosions and so tons of stuff going on. really good. It, it's, the, the action scenes were really good. The fight scenes really are really good. Anymore. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, sure. it, it, it really just kind of, it, it just, it peters on that. It, 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 the, the beginning, middle, and end. Watch the action so scenes and skip the rest. You're saying someone could just splice those action scenes together, and that would be the perfect I'm version to call of this YouTube movie. movie. You yeah, just want to watch yeah. clips on YouTube. Yeah. You like this? Watch the first twenty minutes. You're like, fucking a! This is gonna be oh crap. <laughs> yeah. So, as a little bit of a side, I watched Transformers, the first Transformers, also recently, and I'm not gonna talk about it. Cause I'm talking about not paying for John. That's next series I'm covering. God rest my soul. Um, and I don't like Michael Bay like I used to. It is, I don't know why people like his shit is not good. Mm -mm. I mean, it was probably good at a time based on what came before, but nowadays, his shit don't hold up. No. 
It was, like I said, uh, Xander makes a good point. It, it, it's kind of like a dash of Deadpool with a Michael Bay film. Um, I, I miss serious Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds actually has some good acting chops. I'm yeah, going to go does. watch fucking, uh, what's that movie? Smoking Aces again. Just so oh, yeah. serious Ryan Reynolds. But, I mean, it was still, it, I mean, if the action scenes, zero spare stripes. The story and backstory and the characters, like two and a half, three. You're really just like, eh, eh. Get back to the cool shit. Um, so it, it just it just is that. So it's a movie that needs to get to the fucking monkey. Fair yeah. enough. So um, well, before we talk about Star Wars, should we not give away some gift certificates? We should give away some gift certificates. If you are watching, I can't see John. John, you will. How many people we got? Actually, if you are in this chat and you are actually physically here, type in the chat. I'm here. Uh, and we will get you eligible for a gift certificate to Creature Caster. Um, you can to say I am here. You don't have to abbreviate it. You can do I'm here or I am here. Both just work. type something in the chat. Here I am. That's good right or, there. Or, yeah. <laughs> just something so we know um, that you're there. So we're not going to try to give it away to people that aren't. Oh, here I am. Mm. <laughs> Um, and what it is is we'll give away two gift certificates uh, as soon as we're talking about done with uh, Star Wars. That way gives everybody a chance to. Uh, and put what it. are they for? There are two ten dollars gift certificates to Creature Caster. Um, you will have to contact me so I can find out where you're at, so I can contact Creature Caster because of where their gift certificates are region specific. So. Um, we'll just get you, a, we'll get your email address and stuff. You just got to tell me where you live so they know where to get it to. Um, <laughs> and, and just for you people who listen on podcasts, we will eventually do a one where you can email us and let us know for a podcast. We used to work out the logistics of it because yeah. it is not an easy logistical thing for us, but we do, we don't want to, you guys to think you're not important to us. Eventually we will find a way to get you guys in on one of these giveaways. Yeah. Maybe you go to Facebook and like click your name or, or you know, put your name maybe in. we'll have you email us or something we'll yeah. take a look at that we'll, we'll or figure it out join us here live on a sunday night on twitch yeah, try and join us live that helps too but we uh we start our stream at 6 30 p.m central u.s time no one no one talks in central time kathy i'm sorry <laughs> um so john star wars first things star first wars. give me your rating because we're going to keep it spoiler free uh, we're not going to ruin it for anybody because it's just still now. So give me so, your rating first. My first rating is, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-pre-ramble, I believe, is a range because I will see it again with my mom and then I'll give me my more final rating because I don't feel like movies like this are fair from one viewing. So it is one or one and a half space herpes. I'm not sure. It's in that area. I can agree with you. I will go with the same rating as you. Yeah, I, um, I would honestly say that the only real problems it has that aren't just nitpicking are either Star Wars problems that are with every Star Wars movie since the first one, mm -hmm. or they are we didn't fucking write an entire trilogy at once problems. Correct. I think that's where the problem came through. Um, oh, it is by far the biggest problem with this trilogy is that you have one director doing the first and the last and the guy doing something completely original and different and dare I say challenging in the middle and that has caused a problem he now JJ did not shit 
necessarily on anything that Ryan Johnson did, but he did try and take it all and weave it into what he what he said. I don't think there's a single real plot point that is left unspoken about at the end. Mm. Um, you may not be satisfied with the way they all go, correct? But I'm pretty sure he talks about every real plot point in there. Yep. There. Then they actually. Um, hint on some plot points from previous uh, series. Yeah. Um, and, and I really wish, stuff. and much as I do like The Last Jedi, and I, um, I'm in the minority there. I, well, I'm, not, I'm in the vocal minority, because the vocal majority hates it, but I like The Last Jedi. I like the character development it gives. Um, but I really wish they would have just given one director three movies and let him roll. Uh, so to give J.J. three movies and let him tell his story. Yes. Um, I also wish they would have rolled out the entire thing first. Yes. And they will from now on. They're giving people trilogies. I don't know if Ryan Johnson still has a trilogy. I've heard... I haven't checked into it myself, but I heard someone say that he's not getting a trilogy anymore, but originally, after all the money last year I made, they were like, Ryan Johnson's going to get his own trilogy, and I'm excited for people to get their own trilogy of movies so they can tell a story. Because that is the best way to tell a coherent story is to give someone a trilogy. Yes. Hey, you got a trilogy to make this series work. Cool. Doesn't mean you Either can't. that or you just make a one-off movie that wraps up at the end of it good enough. Those are your choices. One-off movie that wraps up at the end or get a trilogy. That's, that's the way it should be. And I'm excited to see where they go. And and there's a lot of hatred going on out there. You, people need to calm down. There's this phrase going on like, there's too much fan service in a movie. Like, motherfucker, you are watching Star Wars. It is based off motherfucking fan service. As yeah. soon as you've got more than two movies in a series, fan service is a thing that's going to happen in a movie, and you just got to deal with that shit. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is I'm watching it, and of course, I'm watching it with my spouse, and she doesn't care about Star Wars much. She just wants to see a good story. You know, she's mm-hmm. not all into everything, and she doesn't know all the, you know, <laughs> details. Uh, and so she's just like, she enjoyed it. And I says, well, did you understand, you know, this, this, this? And she's like, oh, okay, that's cool. And that's pretty much what it was. She didn't care. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think it hits on all cylinders. I mean, I said this, I wish we would have gotten more in last Jedi of the main cast together because I love the dynamic between Poe and Finn and Ray. It's great. It is. Poe and and Chewie even, and the droids is great. I love it. I I could have, I'll watch a million movies like that. Fucking give them to me. I will eat those up. Yeah, there was plenty. I, I, I liked it. Um, it didn't seem as long as I thought it was. There was a time when I was like, whoa, we're almost done. And as the- yeah, people were talking about, oh, this movie's so long. Uh, one person, and this is probably the best barometer of a movie, only one person got up at any point to pee. Yeah. And it was obviously he really had to because he fucking ran because it was an important mode, an important moment. And it was just like running. He was back lickety split. That guy was not playing around. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, was, I was really happy with it. I had a good time. Um it moves at a pretty decent space. There's a couple of parts that are just a little bit, but that's, you know, just you can't have nonstop all the time or, you know, no. you don't have the but story. It's obviously they have too much for one movie in this movie and they're trying to get it done. And it is pretty nonstop. Yeah. Um, I love the cameos that show up. Um, Lando. Love seeing Lando again. There's two seconds of wedge and I don't care. It's two more seconds of wedge on the screen. It's good enough for me. I'd love to see more of him. 
And there's a lot of nitpicks, but I can't really say there's any giant flaws that we haven't already covered. Everything else is a nitpick. I love the the main story of it all. Mm-hmm. I love... I overall love the ending. There was no other way I feel it could have ended than how it ended. Some people do. They thought there was going to be this ending that didn't happen. Yep. And I'm sorry you thought that was going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. Um, I... I... I thought they were going to do something a little extra at the end, um, but I was like, I'm okay with it. You mean the final scene extra? Yeah. I thought the final scene was unnecessary, but I don't dislike it. Yeah. There are people who are, who are talking about it like it's a bad thing. It's no. It's different than that. And I'm not discounting their opinion that they think it's a bad thing. I understand that, but I think you're taking the wrong message from it, which means... I don't think they did a good enough job selling that message. Yeah, I also think that at the end of this, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be curious to see if they're gonna hire people to write stories of what happens after the show, after the movie, of um, other people. I'm kind of curious if they're gonna do that because they have before, you know, to kind of expand that universe. So I'm kind of curious if they're gonna do that with uh, this series and let a I few hope they authors. Do because it ends at a good point where there's still question in the galaxy, let's say. Yes. But there's no giant... It's sort of like the end of Return of the Jedi. People liken it to, like, this is just Return of the Jedi again. Yeah, kind of, but with less Ewoks. But not exactly. <laughs> yeah, Much not exactly. Like the first one is not exactly a remake of A New Hope by any stretch. The second one's not a remake of Empire Strikes Back by any stretch. There are themes that go in, but a lot of those are themes that happen because they are the first, second, and third movies in a trilogy. Yeah. They're just things that are going to happen and feel similar. Um, I like where the universe is. I feel like they need to continue from this point and fill in single movie stories, unless they have a really tight trilogy, in the backstory. Yeah. I feel like there's a lot of play there. A lot of stuff that would something like a, a Thrawn trilogy type of thing. Oh, I'd love to go in. That would be fine as a trilogy as long as you make it tight. It's got to begin and end. You got to be careful because you know that certain characters aren't going to die. And that's the problem with going into past. That's why I hate Star Trek for continually going into prequels and shit. Fuck your prequels. Continue the story. You can tell better stories that way. Yeah. Uh, overall, don't, don't, hesitate, don't hesitate to recast somebody if you do this shit. Yeah. That like like Tarkin in Rogue One should have been recast. Yeah. Leia in Rogue One perfectly fine to use a like quick CGI boom go. Tarkin had too big of a role to not recast him. Yeah. Um. But, like I said, overall, I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to come yeah. on Blu-ray so I can watch it and, you know, kind of... Blu-ray, Disney Plus, dog. We got Disney Plus. It's going to be on Disney Plus first. <laughs> or wherever it's going to come first. Yeah. I, I, I just can't wait to see, you know, and get through it because I'm kind of... I'm, I'm really looking forward to dissecting it. Kathy, right. I'm out with a Doctor Who Star Wars crossover. Count yeah. me in. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happened in my 12-year-old fanfic. There might be a comic book thing. <laughs> hey, like, Kathy, might, pick a number I mean, one through seven. Who's picking? Kathy first. Uh, six. Six. And one through seven, not six. John. <laughs> one through seven, but not six. It's got to be... 3.14. Let's go with 3 because we're running down. <laughs> uh, the two winners of our... Um, Creature uh, Caster? Creature Caster giveaways is Banyan and Captain Mizzy. Aww. 
Hooray! Please tell me Banyan wasn't three. Banyan was three. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> Written down so oh, nobody can right. say. Because <laughs> only yes, seven people. I mean, I'll be all right. I mean, it's rigged. Sorry, Xander Warlord. I mean, I didn't know. I, <laughs> I wrote it down so there would be no things on there. Um, so, uh, uh, Banyan, you know how to get a hold of me. Captain Mizzet, you know how to get a hold of me. Um, we will get you those gift certificates to Creature Caster. Um, there will be two $10 gift certificates. Um, oh, they sell paint because Banyan needs paint. He's they painting they do. It is a uh, part of that. Um, so there is paints that he can buy. Uh, brushes, oh. cleanings, you name it, everything. Uh, we will be giving away a few more gift certificates. Nurgle demons. Nurgle oh, yeah, there's plenty of models. Actually, he's painting droids for Star Wars Legion and Marvel Crisis Protocol. Yeah. So Nurgle demons. Neither of those are even remotely close to Nurgle demons. I'm sorry, Kathy. <laughs> Actually, reminds me, Kathy, I have a box to send you of Nurgle Demons. What? You're, you're, you're you supposed to send people this stuff? That. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like the longest running joke we've had is, I need to send you something. I got a box of stuff to send you. It's a long enough running joke, guys. I'm not even sure you want Transformers cards anymore. <laughs> Eventually, in 10 years, that box is going to be the, re- the size of a refrigerator box. <laughs> no, no, it hasn't gotten that much bigger. I actually need... I keep, keep thinking of stuff I need to pick up for you. There's a couple things I want to pick up. That, uh, there's a model... I have to pick up. I know I want you to paint. So. You'll see, you'll love it when you see it. You'll know it. You'll be like, oh, I see why John sent me this model. It's going to happen. Just let me get my life together. <laughs> well, guys, thanks it for joining us. It's time for me to go eat popcorn. It is time I'm for shot. me to go drink. And that's John jumping in, of course, quite early. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, Banyan, uh, just have John send me the information. He knows how to get it to me. Guys, please take care of yourself during this holiday season. If you're driving somewhere, be super careful. Um, if you're flying, also be super careful. Everything if, that. If you're feeling down, contact one of us. Yes. We're happy to chat with you guys. It's not bad. It's, it's all good. It's it's the happy season. We'll help make you happy. Yep. I'll definitely do it. Anything, also, don't forget. If you want to chat, you just chat with us. Find me on Facebook. I friend everyone. Yep. And yeah, Kathy will be painting this week. Friender. Don't forget, watch Kathy. Watch Kathy a lot. She likes to paint models. Don't know why. I'm Kathy. (laughs) I think Gonzo's kind of fading out there. No, I'm not. I'm here. No? He's got some weird audio thing going. Yeah. Night, everybody. Good night.